You are listening to the Black Sitcom History Podcast with Shannon and Summer, where we explore issues from episodes of the most popular and polarizing black television sitcoms from the 1970s and beyond. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Black Sitcom History. I am Shannon. And I'm Summer. How is everyone doing today? Happy Monday. I hope you all had a good and exciting, restful weekend. And I hope you thought about or couldn't wait <laughs> till Monday to hear another episode of Black Sitcom History. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and get started. So this is season two, episode seven, Uncle Bertram. Let's get right into it. This episode starts off with George and Louise sitting at the table and George is looking through a furniture magazine. He tries to tell Louise or convince Louise that they need new furniture. Louise's thought is, we just bought new furniture. Why do we need newer furniture? George just said, we need antique furniture. It makes you um, appear richer by having something that's antique or whatnot. So once again, George is trying to flex his wealth by purchasing an item that he really doesn't need because he just bought new furniture like Louise mentioned. And at this point, Mama Jefferson walks in and she's a little bit um, distraught and um, upset. She was in an elevator and someone called her Toots. Um, So I believe Toots is a... Uh, a word that you shouldn't call a, a woman. I guess it's like, it's not necessarily flirting, I guess. What is it, Summer? Uh, pick up, like, uh, it's just a line. I don't know what, I don't know what the, I don't know what the 2020 equivalent of toots is. Like, like something, I don't, a ma, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, well, we could come up with something. Potty. I, oh, well, that's that's nineties. <laughs> I guess Ma is nineties too. I don't know I what they shorty. I don't know what they call sexy women. women. Not nah, sexy is kind of you can't really. You might get in trouble for saying sexy. <laughs> but anyway, so Mama Louise is disturbed and a little bit upset that someone called her touch. I guess she felt offended by it more so than anything. She wasn't flattered by him calling her um touch or whatnot. So, um, in the next scene, we're in Tom and Helen's apartment, and it turns out that Tom's uncle is visiting, and this is Uncle Bertram. That's a weird name for a person, and it's a weird name for me to remember, Bertram. Bertram. It sounds like a, a old car manufacturer or something, or, or, <laughs> or, or a train company. I'm trying to think if I've ever heard of a met a person named Bertram. I feel like I've heard the name before. Mm -hmm. I don't think I know a Bertram, though. And it also sounds like a, well, I'm not the one to really compare. It it reminds me of a female's name. Mm -hmm. I mean, my name is Shannon, so Bertram, that sounds, Auntie, Aunt Bertram. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a lady's name. It sounds almost too like a last name, though. A last name? Bertram. Okay. Mm. Well. Bert, Uncle Bert. Yeah, Bertram. you got to cut it short. Uncle Bert. 
So anyway, so he's visiting, and um, he tells, did he tell Tom and Helen that he met someone in the elevator? Or he I, think saw, he, I think he did. Um, yeah, he did. So he he mentioned to Tom and Helen that he 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 saw a lady in the in the elevator, mm-hmm. and at this point I'm putting two to two together. I figured he would say, "Oh, I met a black woman," no. and Mama Jefferson would have told George, "Oh, it was a white man who called me tits," but I I was wrong. So um, Helen thanks Tom, not Tom, Uncle. Bertram for being one of the only family members that really accepted their, well, not accept their marriage, but actually show that he cared about Helen mm-hmm. as, you know, as a family member. So um, he was giving, he, she was giving him kudos on that and how, you know, he's a, a good uncle and one of the better people from Tom's family or whatever. So now we're back at, um, no, Jenny is going to go visit Lionel because they're going to go out. And she wants Lionel to meet her uncle. So when they go to the Jeffersons and uh, Lionel opens the door, Mama Jefferson sees that <laughs> uncle, that's the, guy. that's the guy in the elevator. Yeah. So, no, not yet because, no, 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 he meets Mr. Jefferson. He meets George first. Right. Yeah. And they are having a discussion about how he's a handyman, Uncle Bertram, and how while he's visiting, he's going to do some work at Tom and Helen's home. And George was like, well, can you carpet my patio as well? Well, he offered he offered to carpet it. And okay. he said, he's like, well, George wasn't warming up to the idea because this is, this is Tom's uncle, and he, he always, already has an issue with Tom and Helen. So it's Tom's uncle, so of course he has to give him a hard time. But when Uncle Bertram says that all he needs to do is supply the carpeting, and you know it's just something for him to do in his spare time, he's an old guy and needs something to do. So at that point, George warms up to him, like, "Oh, I'm going to get some free labor out of this." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then he offers to to check out his his terrace to. I mean, it's funny though. We they said carpeting the terrace. It's like there's carpet everywhere in the seventies. They wanted to put carpet everywhere on the wall in bathrooms. Yeah, bathrooms, bath- kitchens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's kind of <laughs> nasty. Sorry for the people out there that have carpet in your bathrooms. <laughs> but uh, so I think Mama Jefferson came out from the bedroom or from taking a nap or something, and she sees Uncle Beltram. And uh, she's like, that's the guy, or whatever. And George is like, you know, what, the guy that called you toots in the elevator? And she's, yes. But like Summer said, George is trying to um, warm up to the guy because he's going to get some free labor out mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Mama, don't, you know, don't, don't worry about it. In the meantime, the uncle is outside measuring the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but before that, he he kind of gives him a hard hard time. But but Uncle Bertram, instead of just calling her toots, he he uh, starts layering on the compliments, talking about how lovely yeah. she is and and all this. And um, now she's flattered. And now she's flattered. So now she's on his side. Yeah, there you go, babe. That's, <laughs> so well, she 
But she still was a little upset with him for calling her tits because mm-hmm. when he when he's outside measuring the the terrace, she locks the door. Well, yeah, she locks the door. And it's snowing outside. George and Louise go to this auction to check out the antique furniture. And they leave her there. And Uncle Bertram is out, out on the terrace measuring for the carpeting. Um, I don't think she's upset with him at this point. I, I just don't think she's, you know, she's like, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So I'm going to lock this up because he got fresh with me. Okay, I agree so with that. he got fresh. So she's like, I'm just going to lock this up. And, um, and then it's snowing. Then it starts snowing and he wants to get let back in. And she won't let him in. So he's a clever old guy. So he pretends like he's going to jump off the balcony or terrace or whatever. And he puts one leg over and she's like, yeah, whatever. You're not going to do it. So when she turns her back, he screams like, oh. Like he jumped off and fell and he hid behind the, the wall and mm-hmm. she comes out running like, oh, no, I hope he didn't jump or whatever. And she looks over the egg and he walks up behind her like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and she screams and she kind of laughs and hit, hit him or whatever. And they, they finally go into the house and she offers to make him some, some coffee. Oh, coffee, tea. tea, coffee. And um, so they go in the kitchen and and. Before they go in the kitchen, he grabbed a bottle from the bar, from the bar, bar cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bar cart. And as she, um, she made the tea, he went ahead and poured some brandy in in the cups or whatever, which I thought was old school because that's what what um I I want well, I <laughs> you know I always used to always offer somebody something to drink just to you know ease the. The, um, take the edge off. They take the edge mm-hmm. off, you know, get relaxed or whatever, yeah. you know. And um, so they began to drink their tea. And uh, Mama Jefferson's like, oh, this is the best tea I've ever had <laughs> or whatever. And everyone knows she's an alcoholic anyway. Mm-hmm. She has to have her Bloody Mary each and every day. So now she's, she's having tea with, uh, with brandy in it. And uh, so... She, no, he asked her, would she like to have another? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, and don't be stingy with the brandy. <laughs> and he, he's like, oh, you knew? She's like, of course I knew or whatever. <laughs> so so they s- still sitting at the table and they began to talk about, you know, their lives or whatever, their, their um, marriage. He wasn't married. He never got married mm-hmm. and never had kids. He was a, he was a fireman. And so she told him about her, you know, marriage or whatever. And he gave her, the, you know, the Google eyes and like, you know, I, I like you or whatever. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that, you know, that that's flattering or whatever. So um, did they decide to go out at this time? I think they decided. No, uh, after George and Louise come back from the auction. And after they come back, they go to the kitchen and see um, the two of them in there. I think they were just like laughing and giggling or something. They were like, what is all that noise? So they go, they being George and Louise, go into the kitchen and find Mother Jefferson and Uncle Bertram just very cozy and just having a good time laughing. 
and they see the bottle of like half drunk um brandy he's like like what are you george's like what are you doing getting my mom mom drunk or whatever but he said um uh like we're having fun and he's like it's not fun trying to get my mother drunk and then um Mother Jefferson was like, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, she, she was enjoying herself, and she was a little drunk. So mm-hmm. you give her a drink, she's having a good time. She's having a good time. She's having a really good time. So um, Mama Jefferson tells George that they're going to go ahead and go out, the two of them, um, the two of them being Mama Jefferson and Uncle Bertram. So George comes back like, I don't want you going out with, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, she says, no, she says, we have a lot in common. That's what she says. She was like, no, we're going out because we have a lot in common. And then George asked, Uncle, what do you guys have in common? And he replies, we're both old. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the, the last scene is basically George bought this huge armoire from the antique auction and they're having a hard time trying to get it out of the elevator yeah, somehow they got it in the elevator yeah, they but couldn't get it out yeah <laughs> weird so here comes mr bentley trying to give a hand he thinks they're trying to put it in the elevator <laughs> not out the elevator and he ends up putting it back in the elevator and so now they're upset with him that no we were trying to get it out of the the elevator or whatever so in short, that's what this episode was um, about. And um, now we can take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to discuss what we got out of the show and what was, the, um, what, what was our thoughts about the show as well. Yeah. Now, as Shannon said, we'll take a quick break. Um, we will have Quivia coming up again uh, during this episode. Uh, we will have them every episode this week, so stay tuned for that. Um, that'll be towards the end of the episode, and um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Um, we will get into our thoughts, as Shannon said, and we will be back after this short break. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for. Coming back. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, Shannon? <laughs> I'm not back. Oh, gosh. Behind the scenes, I tell you. Um, before we get into our thoughts, as usual, I'll direct you to our um, Instagram and Facebook, which is at Black Sitcom History. Um, we, we are getting close to the end of talking about season two of The Jeffersons and one of the things that I want to call to your attention is, um, well, not call to your attention, but really more so announce is that we have um, a YouTube page, but we do plan on in the very near future bringing you all video video um, podcasts. So everybody has their their medium that they prefer some of you all might still enjoy listening to the audio only version um, but we do plan to bring a video version of the podcast for those who would be interested in that so that's uh, something to look forward to 
our website will be um, out very soon. Um, check our Facebook and Instagram for announcements of when we are going to launch the website. Um, it's pretty much done. And what you'll find are some links to everywhere we are on the the in the podcast world, all the, all the podcast um, providers, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, and then we'll have some episodes that you can play on the web. Like I said, everybody has their their media that they like and they, you know, some some might want to go to a website and, and press play there. So um, that is on the horizon probably this week. But yeah, just just keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram for updates about the website. Um, if you go to anchor.fm forward slash black sitcom history, you will find some um, links to our social media there as well as a link to our mailing list. Um, yeah, so so keep up with us, guys. Um, what else can I tell the people, Shannon? Just continue to listen and tell some of your friends as well to tune in to um, hear what we have to say about the Jeffersons. Yeah, and we appreciate you continuing to come back, those of you who have, who have been listening to every episode. Very much appreciate it. Um, one thing that I do want to mention uh, that we talked about last week before we get into the, the, the last bit of this episode is on anchor.fm forward slash black sitcom history. You can go there and there and leave a message for us, a voice message. So click the link that says message. Um, actually, I have the website pulled up real quick. Let me let me tell you exactly what that link looks like or what it says. So it really just says message. So if you click on the message button, that's where you can click. Leave us a voice message. And if you want, uh, we will put your message on the air. Um, just say, just let us know to put you on. That's it. And we'll do it. And with that, let's go ahead and uh, get into this last segment of the show with our thoughts. So we're going to start with our thoughts of the show and then I'm going to talk about what I got out of the show basically this show this episode was once again it it touched on a previous episode that we we saw where um we were talking about how this same scenario where mama louise mama jefferson um found someone that she was going to marry and once again, in this episode, it just comes full circle how I was saying, even as older people need some type of companionship. And how easily it happened for Mama Jefferson and Uncle, Uncle Bertram. Mm -hmm. They hit it off. I don't know if it's because they don't have much interaction with, with different sex of their age groups or whatnot. Or Uncle Beltram was just a player. He just a sly guy. <laughs> and uh he was able to to say some 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 words to Mama Jefferson and, and she you know enjoyed hearing those words. But once again, even as you get elder as you become an elderly person, 
you still need some type of companionship. And it seems like the both of them realized it and and, and found it. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I got from this episode. That's my that's what I got out of the episode. Sorry, those those are my thoughts on the episode. One of the two summers. The, I don't know what the difference is, but I, well, I'm, I'm gonna keep listening and then I'll I'll figure it out. And 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 this is something. This side side note, sidetrack. This is something I've been really thinking about as far as the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. We explained it in a few episodes how on each episode that we review, we're just going to give a short summary of what the episode is about. And then we have a segment where we give our thoughts or what we got out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I say thoughts, it's just like, how did you feel about the show? Kind of, you know, was it a good episode? Was it okay episode? And then we can go into what did I get out of the the show? And I guess that would be under the um, issues, per se, of the show. And when I say issues, see, this episode really didn't have an issue, but it had a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for, Summer? A subject. Yeah. Subject matter. But it wasn't really an issue. A theme. Yeah, it really wasn't a a issue Mm -hmm. so that's what i want to lean lean towards having the podcast be a little bit more structured you know let everyone know okay in the beginning is going to be a summary a short summary of the show and then we will get into the issues the subject matter and our thoughts and what we got out of it something like that Mm -hmm. anyway so I said a mouthful, so I'm going to go ahead and let you tell us what you thought and got out of the show. This one, um, what I got out of the show was that we have talked about in episode five of season two, which was called Mother Jefferson's Fall. We talked about mother jefferson pretending to hurt herself and and real realizing that she could get some needed attention or attention that she wanted from her family and in this episode i feel like it was the importance of the company and the companionship that she got from Bertram, Uncle Bertram, was summed up in what he said, you know, we're both old. And, you know, when you spend time with your peers or, well, I don't, I'm not sure, maybe it's, it's, it's more so with the opposite sex. It's like, you know, it's nice to have someone that you spend time with. I mean, George and Louise could have a much younger child at at this point. You know, just just imagine Lionel was still a young boy and she's and Mother Jefferson would spend time with him as as grandma. But it's I feel like there's something important about having companionship from your own peer group. 
and it's easier to find things in common with people from your your peer group but as you get older and you, you know you may move move further away from your friends you all make various moves as you become elderly people maybe have maybe may not be able to see one another as often for various reasons um and people pass away unfortunately of course um uh natural causes uh, in in many cases for the elderly um it's like there there there's so much more effort i feel like there's there needs to be to even find and connect with people your own age who can remember who can remember, you know, when it's 2040 or 2050 and, you know, I'm 30 years older than I am now, it might be a little bit, I might have my family, I might have, you know, we might have our children's children and their friends and, you know, uh, but it might be harder for me to to find someone to talk to about growing up in the eighties or things that were, or jelly, jelly shoes from the eighties or karate mm. shoes from the eighties, you know, stuff like that. So, and it's like, when you think back on things that are from your childhood, from your most formative years of growing up, it kind of brings you back to a youthful place too. So I think that it's, it's this episode, yes, in episode number five, um, we, we titled that podcast episode, Any, Any Attention Will Do. And it kind of was like that. Any attention was fine. You know, um, I, I, even the people in Mother Jefferson's ladies group, I feel like she's like the oldest person in her group or one of the older she just seems more elderly than those ladies. I don't know. Um, but in that one, she she faked her illness or faked her injury to get attention from George, who George and Louise, who really had their own things going on that they were they were worried about. Um, but Uncle Bertram in this episode just kind of represents, you know. George is looking at it from like, this is a white man and you're a black woman. Like, what do you two have in common? But they're like, we have a lot in common. They probably have way more in common than, you know, they would have with, with their children. So I just saw this one as a really good, a good indication. And I don't know if it's true or not. I just imagine that it is true that that the importance of having companionship from from your peers. That's what, that's what I got out of it. Anything else? Um, that, I didn't say enough. No, I'm I'm just asking. It <laughs> sounds like you weren't actually done. Like you, you might have something else to say. I'm pretty sure I could say more. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that is that is the main thing that I got out out of the episode um 
And I, I did talk about this too already. I mean, it just becomes harder. Like, I, like as you get older, it becomes harder. And we, again, we talked about this in um, maybe episodes. several episodes yeah. ago about, well, just the idea of making new friends. At, at our age, making new friends and not really wanting to make new friends, <laughs> like being satisfied with, with the friend groups that we have now. Um, but I don't know how, I don't know how good a strategy that is getting up into our, our older years. I think it might be a better strategy to kind of be open at least to um, having more people in our lives. Um, I think that as we get older, too, we don't accept people as our friends as easily, of course, as we did when we were younger, you know. Um, you, you know, just probably more critical of, of people, like, oh, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know if I like how they do that. You know, we have got something to say. But when you're a kid or when you're young, even in college, you know, you're, you're not sizing people up the same way that you are. You know, as you're approaching middle age, uh, you don't you don't want no drama. No, you're too old, too old for drama. <laughs> too old for drama. But I think we I think that at where I am now, it's easy for me to just cut cut pe- people off. Like, oh, that looks like drama. Uh-oh. I'm going in the other direction. But I can I can tell, like, okay, this person is okay. I I can let you in my my life for a little bit, like every every third Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I I have you and pray to God that, you know, we grow very old together. But if I was a older person like Mama Jefferson and Uncle Berkham, I don't think I think I would be looking more so for a companionship and not friendship. Um it's easy to make friends. It's harder to have a type of relationship that you can, you know, kind of say we're boyfriend and girlfriend at 80. <laughs> right. you, you know what I mean? Like at that we age, it's, yeah, it's harder to <laughs> um, define it or to, first of all, to define it and to find it at that age. It's easier, younger. It's hard to define it, okay? I'm, I, when you're that... I Who mean, needs to define it when you're that old? <laughs> like, don't define it. Don't worry about it. Just hang out and make googly eyes at each other and drink I wanna, brandy. See, that's the thing. I want to make more than googly eyes. And we have to get that straight. <laughs> so we will have to define something. Because by that time and age, you know, I said it before, they probably have something more powerful than that. That little Viagra pill, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but um, in thirty years, huh? Thirty years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I agree. I agree with you, Summer. In some some points, I and you you corrected me before, and you said some people might want to be alone, mm-hmm. you know. But so I'm speaking from me for me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to be alone. So I think it's a good thing that Mama Jefferson found somebody and Uncle Bertram found somebody. One thing I liked about him, he seemed like a a pretty straightforward person too. Like when he saw her in the elevator, he was like, you know, you fly. Hey, (laughs) Tush, like what's going on? You know, and it's funny because I thought, well, maybe he felt that didn't work. So maybe if I loosen her up a little bit with some brandy, she'd come around. And he was, he was like straight up, you know, I, I like you. Mm-hmm. And she, like you said, she got flattered by that. Batting, batting her eyes, lashes. And got even <laughs> a little bit um, more relaxed. And mm-hmm. she, I guess she figured she liked him as well. Mm-hmm. He, he had a sense of humor. He was a funny person. He, he told some tall tales. Um, I don't want to say lies. I want to say tales because when he told the story about him jumping off a fire, no, a 15-story building. Right. And um, <laughs> she was like, what happened? He said, I lost both of my legs. <laughs> so, you know, he's a, a, a funny character like that. But another thing that I got out of this episode is how I don't know if George didn't want the two of them to hang out because he was white. I didn't feel that, but I don't know if that's what his he was thinking. Or was he just upset that Uncle Beltram got his mother drunk and trying to take advantage of I think her? That, I think that because he's white had everything to do with okay. it. And um, he, I mean, he doesn't say it out and out, but mm-hmm. he doesn't care for Tom and Helen's uh, relationship, though. I don't think he'd um, care for his mother mm-hmm. getting cozy with a, a white man. And what did he say to her? He said, oh, no, after, after Bertram and uh, Mother Jefferson left, he said to, uh, George said to Louise, I don't know where I went wrong with her. It was like he was the, the parent and she was the child. Like, I thought I, I thought I taught her better than this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I didn't, and like you said, that could have been the backstory of George not wanting the two of them to go out. It was the fact that Uncle Beltram um, is white or whatever. But I don't think, I feel if, my mother was to find somebody to date now. And if she was happy, I don't I wouldn't have an issue with it, regardless of what nationality they were. Yeah, but you're not George Jefferson though. Yeah, I, I, I know, <laughs> but I, I'm what I'm saying is to mm-hmm. people that are George Jeffersons out there, you mm-hmm. shouldn't, you know, deny your parents' happiness. Um because you feel a different way or a certain way about a particular person or well, people's. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that that may, makes me think of another thing thing that I'm getting out of this too is, is when George said, "I don't know where I went wrong with her." You know, at some point, as children, as we get older, 
we start getting into the mindset that we have to, like, what we know is best for our parents sometimes. Like, we don't like how they're doing things, so we think they should do it the way we do it. Um, but the thing that I'm that I'm getting out of this is that, yes, she's an old woman. Yes, Mother Jefferson is an elderly old, old woman, but she's a grown woman. Your elderly parents are adults, and they more than likely raised you. Um, and, you know, unless they, they are in a position where they truly can't think for themselves or truly can't help themselves, uh, it's not even a matter of letting them make their own decisions or letting them date who they want or who they spend their time. You don't, you don't let grown people do things. They just do it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's another thing too. I I think it's a natural thing too, because as, as we get older, we start thinking about the time. I think about it like the time when I will possibly need to take care of my mom, you know, and, uh, when you start thinking of taking care of someone, it's like, oh, you, you, you move into a parental role. But if you're not taking care of them, really, look, they're, they're grown and mm-hmm. they're going to do what they're going to do. Do whatever they want to do, <laughs> without a doubt. It was something that you just said that I wanted to touch on. And then I, I forgot the thought. Uh-oh. That, that fast. I guess I'm getting old, too. Mm. Oh, this, you, you know how they say love comes in all fo- shapes and forms mm-hmm. or whatever. One of those shapes and forms is age. Age. Meaning, no matter how old you get, you still can f- fall in love with someone. Mm-hmm. Now, this this episode sounds deja vu to me because we talked on this. And I'm sure as when as we watch more episodes, some of the subjects might repeat themselves or yeah. be very close to the same subject or whatever. But age, love comes in that form as well, age. Um, rather, it's an age gap mm. or... <laughs> or you the two of you are are very old or young you know some people say you're too young to be in love and then oh but the age gap you're 40 he's 20 or whatever (laughs) or you're both 80 you know (laughs) do you think you need to be falling in love at 80 and you only have a couple of years to live but yeah, so it was a it was an interesting episode due to the fact of how, like Summer said, George is trying to play the role as a as a father, and I believe Mama Jefferson can hold she can hold her own own she yeah. definitely can hold her own, so he doesn't need to be very overly protective with his mother. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was pretty much it for me as well, Summer. Sounds good. Should we wrap this up and get into Quivia? Uh, I might not know the answer, but let's go. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should ask the yeah, question. Yeah, you should ask the the question then. The Monday question, which you um, should already be up on our Facebook page. Um, and we hope you had time to take a look at it. Um, you ready for me to ask the question? No. Oh. Yeah, we hope you had time to <laughs> look at it. You paused. Oh my God. I know. It was like a, 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 a pregnant pause. Is that a cue? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're messing with your phone, and, uh, and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, being nosy. what are you looking at? But you already saw it when it was on the screen. I know, but I can't. I don't know. Okay, Anyways, let's get to the question. Look, basically, there was a pause because I was being nosy. Okay? That's I'm what you get for myself. being nosy. That's what I get for being nosy. Mm. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> um, the, the first Quivia answer is to the question that's uh, up on our Facebook page right now, which is... Oh, it's on me now. Just tell tell us the, the question and I'll give the answer. What is Mother Jefferson's first name? What is her first name, Summer? Mother Jefferson's first name is Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, I knew that one. Why are you Olivia. Didn't know it? Olivia. <laughs> Olivia is uh Mother Jefferson's first name. I think we first heard her her name mentioned in um that episode we've been referring back to when she got engaged um to someone that you know, and, and realized that she didn't want to get married right. uh and neither did he uh so that's the first time we hear we hear her fiance boyfriend call her Olivia in that episode you know there's something that puzzled me about Mama Jefferson, and I'm not saying that because of where you grow up or where you live, you should sound different, but they say, you know, they're from Harlem, but she seems to speak very well, like her, her, I don't know if it's her tone (laughs) But she seemed very educated, more educated were than what they make it seem what their background background is. Um, I don't know that she necessarily sounds educated, but she doesn't sound like she doesn't talk street talk, you know. Okay. So if that's what you mean. Yeah, that's that's what you know. that's what I mean. But, she's she's uh she speaks like a lady. Yes. She speaks like a lady. Oh. And I would argue that um Louise is similar, you know. But, but Okay, so we do know that Louise and George lived in Harlem, but mm-hmm. we don't actually know where Louise is from. They I'm pretty s- sure she's from Harlem. They also. say that George is from Harlem cuz you but know. they both have southern roots too. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, 
George always says he was born in a cotton field. And mama, matter of fact, yeah, Mama <laughs> Jefferson corrected him. She's like, boy, you was born in a hospital, general hospital. He keeps trying to tell this story and he and he and he defends his story. Right. He's like, you were born in a hospital. Like, yeah. Stop saying that. And we're gonna get into that <laughs> in in another episode mm. coming up soon. So look, you guys, thank you for hanging out with us on this episode number seven of season two of the Jefferson's Uncle Bertram. That's a, that's a, hard for me to say. Bertram. 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 Just think Bert and uh, rum. Bertram. Okay. Rum? Somebody say rum? <laughs> we drinking? <laughs> we don't have any rum. Okay. Okay, you guys. Uncle thank Bertram. you. Thank you for uh, hanging thank, out. Yes. Thank you for hanging out. And we will See you all again on Wednesday's show. Wednesday. Um, thank you so much. And we are out. Peace. Music from this episode is by yours truly, Summer Sky. The single is called About Love, and it's available on all digital music and streaming platforms. Check the episode description for more details.